Today we watch a TED Talk. Brendan's first one. It was. What is the role of a father? Yes, we need to change the conversation about dads. Yep. Lots of information we found very interesting, and we hope you do too. Thanks for listening. Dads worldwide. Why? The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. Here we go again at episode 101. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start counting I down. Don't, I didn't I didn't have any balloons prepared for, uh, for 101. <laughs> uh, another podcaster on Instagram was telling me he's like, uh, he just started. Uh, he's got a pretty good podcast. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's not my thing. Uh, it's it's a motocross and stuff like that. But I give I give a couple of listens. You know, yeah. if I start talking to people and and uh, but he has a good podcast and the people that he has on are pretty interesting. The stories are interesting. Um, even though I love riding motorcycles and I actually would probably be really into you know the off road like touring things that they do. The, like yeah. those those seem like that would be a lot of fun to do. Um, but he has a really good podcast. It really is great. Uh, and See, he's, in, he's episode 17 and he's like, yeah. I, he's like, I can't imagine being at a hundred. And I was like, man, I was like, you know, I say, I think only another podcaster really understands how much work and maybe, yeah. maybe the family too. my wife, <laughs> me disappearing, you know, every now and then, uh, to do some podcasts, yes. but, uh, and networking and whatnot, but yeah, it, it, it yeah, I think between those two things, it, like, I, I, it's tough for. I mean, li- does a listener really understand how much work and uh, preparation? Well, maybe not preparation, but how yeah, much that, work goes. Don't, through. Yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah don't, don't go there. Don't use that analogy on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. How dare you, sir? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, just the work in general, you know, and uh, yeah, it's yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely proud of 100. And so if you didn't see the episode, go back and check it out. Check it out. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We did our hate mail. And yep. uh, we, we had a ton of hate mail. So yeah, we had a lot of it. So it was great. It was a lot and of fun. And you know what I found interesting is our 100th episode was a hate mail episode. And we did not receive any hate mail on it. Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I talked to the hate mailer. And, yeah. Uh, they're, they're getting there. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, uh, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, let's see here. I am uh, going old faithful here. I, I I think I had this last week too. But uh, Great North Ale Works Moose Juice IPA. Man, I I just love it. I don't know what it is. I got to get you some if you can try it. But uh, I do love it and. Uh, and I don't see it very often. And I happen to see it <laughs> the two places that I went uh, right before the show. So I was like, I'm grabbing it again. I almost got some Lord Hobo. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I went with uh, this is my old faith. This is turning into my old faithful. So until Bullspit comes to New Hampshire. 
Uh, we're looking at it. Uh, I went with our, our flagship tonight because I haven't had one in a long time. So I went with our Acre Maker New England IPA. And I'm kind of just trying to enjoy the this beer before we make some minute changes to it. Uh, we're going to turn it from a New England IPA into an American IPA. Oh. Because we already have now we have two New Englands and we really don't want to compete against each other. Mm-hmm. ourselves i mean yeah and the other new england seems to be taking off and selling uh, a lot faster than this is so we're going to turn this into an american ipa and i think i think that kind of fits better with the name acre maker american farming yep. i think it's a better brand uh so i think it'll do well. so what what uh for the lay people out there including yeah. myself what is going to be the difference between a new england and an american so, you know, the New England IPA is known for its haziness. It's known for its juiciness. It's strong citrus forward hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, typically anywhere from 6 to 8% ABV. Uh, when we made this, we made it in New England style, but we made it at 5.8%, which is lower. But we wanted it to have, uh, and excuse my, my Budweiser term, we wanted it to have drinkability. Uh, but you know, in the world of craft beer, you, you have to be streamlined and you have to be on point to stylistic expectations and people see a new England IPA and then they see it at 5.8% and it just doesn't, it just doesn't click together. So uh, I think when we make this, we're going to clear it out a little bit. It's not going to be hazy. And we're going to do a slight change to the hop profile. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily going to be a West Coast, but it's also not going to be New England. It's going to kind of be in between there. It's, it's going to be the, the, the hop change is going to be so minute. You're probably not even going to taste that much of a difference in the beer. Yep. But it, the visual aspect of it is going to change for sure. So and we're going to, you know. Uh, I think we're probably going to keep the ABV and IBU right where it's at, and, but we might give the label a little facelift. And Excellent. Yeah, we're excited about it. Can't wait to try it. Yeah. yeah. Over time, we're gonna, it's going to be slow over time that we do it. But uh, that's where we're at. So um, the baby, uh, are you, are you, does, uh, does Izzy still get a bottle at night before bed or in the no. morning? So you guys have stopped that? Yep. Completely weaned off. She's and and how was that? It's fine. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, some nights are better than others. Correct. Okay. You know, you know. She's been she's been teething lately and that so that's been she's been pretty cranky. So we 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 haven't completely weaned Genevieve off yet, but we've cut it away in the morning she gets a little bit and then at night before bed a little bit. Um but she asks asks for it all day long. She asks for a bubble all day long. But we, yeah. <laughs> she's got two water bottles that we fill up, and she walks around with water bottles, and she loves water, so that's good. So she drinks it. Yep. Uh, but tonight, she was sitting on the couch uh, with my wife, and they were snuggling on the couch, watching Blippy. I don't know if you you probably don't know. Oh, I have not seen that. Thank yeah, goodness. Don't. Do not introduce that into your household. <laughs> uh, if Blippi's not on Netflix or Amazon Prime, then yeah. I'm good. We're okay. not getting it. You're good. Uh, yeah. 
Um, and she, she, you know, she's she's good at letting us know when she's ready for bed. Mm-hmm. Even though we have her on a schedule, and we know yeah. when she's ready. Yeah. But some nights she'll surprise us and she'll come earlier and be like, "Nut nights." <laughs> she nice. wants to go to bed, you yep. know. Yeah. So that was tonight was one of those nights. They were just sitting there, and then all of a sudden she was like, "Nut nights, Bubba." Yep. And so Jess was like, "All right, you know, say please." And so she she yelled it at the top of her lungs, "Please!" Like she was demanding this Bubba from me, like now. Yeah. And so I was standing in the living room, and Jess and I were having a conversation. And as loud as she could, she looked at me. And she went, "No, Bubba!" <laughs> like she did not want Justin. I talking stop talking. Go make me a bottle. Bubba. Yeah. And what do I do? I'm like, you all right. right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop bottle. yelling at me. <laughs> uh, and then we, when we do like her bathroom uh, regimen, uh, she, she. You know, brushing her teeth, she loved to do it in the beginning, and but now she's not so much interested in the actual teeth brushing part. She just wants to be able to spit into the sink. Yeah, <laughs> she's very excited about that part of it, the process now. She like mixes it in her mouth a little yeah, bit. And she just wants to spit into the sink. <laughs> the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Izzy, Izzy's on the uh, point where yeah, she's it's still awesome to brush her teeth. Yeah. So, but you know, there's no toothpaste on it. It's just you know, getting her used to the feel of a toothbrush yeah. type thing. Yeah. Well, we have two, 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 two toothbrushes, and so we give her one, and we just put water on it so she can put it in her mouth and suck the water. Yeah. And then we have one that we put some little, you know, the starter toothpaste that you buy, mm-hmm. and we we yeah. try to get her. Some days are better than the other. Some yeah. nights <laughs> she wants absolutely nothing to do with it. Yeah. You got to take the win when you get the yeah, win, you yeah, know, and yeah. then, yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. That's awesome. Yep. All right. So uh, a while back, we did a two-part podcast on the men's rights movement. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. The mm-hmm. documentary, The Red Pill. The Red Pill. And yep. Uh, yep. It was an it was definitely an interesting documentary. I think you can I think still we could we, we could have done like three or four parts on that. We it could was like, we, it was we, like <laughs> we squeezed a lot had, into two. I episodes. had like three pages of notes on that. Yeah, thing. yeah, it was crazy. And um, I we I mean we got some mixed reviews about it. You know, it was actually nice to see people actually sharing opinions on that. Yeah, you know, yep. I've, apparently we haven't done anything with you know content since then because no one seems to want to share opinions. They just want to send us hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, those were solicited opinions. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so I knew that those people would have differing opinions than. Well, I, I guess I didn't know that. I they just. Uh, they fall on the other side of the spectrum, I guess, when it comes politically. Yeah. So I I considered them more of like the feminist type. So I was curious as to their opinion to watch that, watch to watch that documentary. documentary. Yeah, because it's on the men's rights movement, right? Right. So I wanted them to watch it, and then I wanted their opinion on it. So they were both willing to give it, which was really cool. Um, it was very nice of them as well. So take time out of their day to watch it, and and uh, 
and, and I, give their opinion. I, yeah. And actually, and actually, one of them listened to the podcast and gave her opinion on our podcast as well. So it was very nice for her. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So I bring that up because uh, what we're going to talk about tonight kind of had a similar theme to that in the way of uh, patriarchal roles in a family, historical roles of the father, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think she breezes over that. Um, she, yeah, uh, it was. But quick... yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she she talks about that. So, so you now, so this was, we're gonna go into a TED talk that I watched today, and I I called Brendan and I said, uh, can you know take a look at this? Maybe we we should talk about this. Do you, now, do you watch TED talks? No, not normally. Not normally. So, uh, I love I love TED talks because a lot of them are actually very funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the Ted, the, the the whole concept of the TED Talk started back in 1984, and there, Ted is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization, so they don't, you know, they don't fall under any one belief or whatnot. But they wanted to make a platform for people to come up and spread ideas, and usually these ideas are spread through strong. Uh, powerful short talks and like i said a lot of times there's there's a, an element of humor or comedy based matter of fact there are ted talks that are surrounded all around comedy there are ted talks that are surrounded around just all music you if you, you think of an idea in your head and you search ted and then that idea someone has probably talked about it someone has probably done research on this on the subject and has done a talk about it so I, you know, before you got me into podcasts, this yep. is what I would listen to in my, my truck. I would, oh, nice. I, would I would listen to Ted talks. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I could get into for sure. I don't, uh, I I've heard a couple Ted talks just on the, by the by where someone recommends it. Yeah. I haven't, I definitely haven't searched them out. So that I first, uh, got into Ted talks probably back in 2006, 2007, I was um, I was living in in Winchester and I was sitting on um, the finance committee for the town. Yeah. And once a year they have what's called the Mass Municipal Association, uh, uh, you know, workshops in Boston. Mm -hmm. So you know, if anyone that sits like on a select board or, or you know is an appointed to a committee can go to this. And there's a a massive trade show, and then there's all kinds of like lectures and stuff throughout the day and the keynote speaker for this uh, had done a couple TED talks and he talks about education reform and he, he's a brilliant, you know, he has brilliant ideas on education and uh, currently why it's, it sets our children up to fail and how it needs to be revamped. And so, you know, I just, I, you know, listened to his TED talk after I listened to him speak. Yeah. And, uh, from there, I just like spiraled in. Like they even have kid TED talks, so children can you know submit their ideas and their in their talk, and and then they have different uh, oh, nice. platforms around the country, and kids can get up and do their TED talks. But uh, this one was uh, a TED talk uh, written and uh, delivered by Anna Machin, and Anna is a evolutionary anthropologist. Uh, at the University of Oxford in England. 
You got Dr. Anna Mach. Yes, doctor. So, you know, and she's in the Department of Experimental Psychology. And the whole basis around this TED Talk and, and the study that she'd done for over 10 years was we need to change the conversation about fathers. And that was the first thing, like when I was scrolling through, that, that is what caught my eye. Yeah. Because it immediately when I saw that title, it immediately brought me back to the red pill and some of the points that they were making about fathers in that documentary. So at this point, I'd say if you're listening to this podcast yeah. and if you have the chance, go listen to the TED Talk. Yeah, uh, we can post the link. Yeah, we'll so post the link on the website. It's 14 uh, minutes. Yeah, it's really it doesn't take long. It's interesting. So it, it, it blows. It just blows right by. You just, mm -hmm. you know, so. Uh, but if you can't, we'll uh, we're, we're going to talk about it enough. Probably it's going to fill you in. But I, yeah. I, I think if you if you listen to it first, it would be probably be better. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So when she first starts talking. Uh, I thought it was going to go into uh, like depression talk. Yeah, based off of her background yeah, story. Of, yeah, well, her first, she said her first uh, birth didn't really go well, and she was like, she's like, and it was awful for me. It, but she kind of just breezed over it. <laughs> it was an it was an awful pregnancy, and it was a a, a, a not so great delivery, and the the baby was sick, and yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought it was, like I thought it was going towards like the postpartum. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see thing. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it then, didn't. <laughs> nope, it didn't. And, you know, she talked about how, you know, after the baby was born, you know, the hospital and all of these uh, physicians offered support to her, mm -hmm. you know, support to the, the baby and everything. And, and her, because of what she I think she does for a living, her, her, her brain started going and she's like, well, my husband was. <laughs> he's here too <laughs> he's here too and, but no one offered him anything yeah but it didn't matter she remember she said it didn't click in her brain until after one year so the baby was a year old and she was already back to work and the husband was still having and i don't she didn't use this term i'm just going to throw this term out some some post-traumatic stress over the delivery yeah she's she said he was still distressed yes Yep. You know, so I mean, I don't think that's out of line. Yeah. Um, After yeah. a year. And that's yeah. what got her her thinking. And she kind of made a joke. She's like, so because of my background, I did what any other person in my field does. And I go to the literature. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I go, go read see, about it. I go read about it. <laughs> and this is where she made up a, 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 a big point, because you and I have done research on this in the past is she said they found tons of literature on the negative effects on children from a fatherless home. Mm -hmm. Yep. But n literally no literature or studies had been done on families that are, <laughs> she used, she used the term, uh, stick around dads <laughs> she's, you know whole families she said she couldn't find any any research on 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 them which you know then sparked her you know yeah her interest say, even more her yeah interest and yeah. Then, you know her background 
but I thought that was interesting because, you know, I, I forget what podcast it was you and I did, but we did, we both did some research, whether people want to believe it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, sm- a smidgen of an element of preparedness. I feel a hate mail coming on for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and but I think we said it in the podcast is there's tons of articles on families uh, with a single parent. I think it was the list that the, that mom wrote on things dad do best. I think that's that really it, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying was, to think. I can't. Yeah. I can cannot remember. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. There's a tons of literature. I mean, even in the red pill, they, they talk about how uh, you know. They they kind of go on both sides, but uh, but they definitely talk more about how when the father's around, it's it's better off. But yeah, there's not a lot of research. Yeah, when it comes to that. Um, so so I, I, guess- I I thought of you a lot at the beginning of this talk because I remember you know in our early some of our early podcasts when we when you were talking to me about my expectations of being a father and my you know my anxieties around it. And then a couple months after uh, Genevieve was born, we had another follow-up conversation and, you know, you're like, so, you know, what's the expectation versus reality? But you had, you had shared at one point in time that uh, when Jackson, your oldest was born, I don't, I don't want to say you didn't feel connected to him, but you, you said that. No, I think that's accurate. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think I did say that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, It took me a while. Yeah. And it's and, and but, it's honestly I feel awful to have to say that. Like it, it and I and I don't think I even told Jamie that. You know, like cuz I was ashamed. Like I was ashamed right. that I wasn't connected to my son. Like, you know. But I and, think that the studies we we learned about in this TED Talk kind of back that up. Yeah, because you 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 know, she 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 spoke to that. She said that, you know, that you know especially the, so the dad does not have that, you know, doesn't is not carrying the baby, doesn't have that, right. you know, instant connection. Uh, they have to work at it. Yeah. <laughs> they have to work towards it. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better. I, I, <laughs> I, I still kind of feel like a dick, but, you know, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, when she was talking about that, I was thinking the exact same thing um in fact i wrote it down here somewhere but yeah um it it uh, i still feel terrible about it i really do <laughs> i still do um because it, it what makes it worse is the, i guess because uh, when maxwell was born i felt i was just like yeah that's my kid you know yeah and like i almost felt i don't want to say instant connection but it was easier so what, what she said was because men don't have the physiological experience of giving birth mm-hmm. or and carrying the child prior to birth, parenting isn't instinctive. It has to be learned. So we, we, we yeah, naturally del- don't have that she, initial bond. She, yeah, she says it's a delayed bond. Yep. You know, the so the, the father is an interactional bond. Yep. Whereas, you know, the mother is all that other stuff (laughs) you know the actual giving birth you know the um but yeah i and and the other thing i found so so accurate was she threw out an age at where this this bond between 
the father and the child really starts to kick in and, and she threw out that six month so much happens at the six month age with the with the with the baby oh yeah, yeah. there yeah oh a ton a ton yeah 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 and i think that that's it's almost and i, I i'm going to simplify it because i'm a simple person i think that's when dads start to realize that the baby is not delicate <laughs> not to say you know but that she said that that's when you know dads are like whoa you know yeah, the you rough know, and tumble play the rough and tumble play like yep. gonna, let me throw the baby up in the air and, and catch them and spin around and i remember being um at a, a play date with one of my other friends and you know i was i would hold the baby and so she was standing and then i would let her go and she would fall into me and she would crack up and we're doing it just again and again and yeah. his wife was like you're scaring me you're scaring me when you do that <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think that was an accurate assumption on her obviously you know she's a just a little bit smarter than me but slightly slightly <laughs> slightly so i think one of the first uh, stats that she pulls out is uh 80 of men become fathers that yeah. kind of that kind of blew me away yeah <laughs> i was like i was like wow you know I'm curious uh, as to the status, how many stick around. So I, I, so that, you know, I, I did write that one down, but the other statistic that I wrote down that I kind of blew my mind cause I had never really thought about it was human fathers are rare. Mm -hmm. So when the entire universe, you know, humans, primates, animals, there are a very few species where the father yeah. actually plays a role. 5% of mammals that have actual interested fathers. Yeah. Yeah. 5%. 5%. So, yeah. 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 So those first, so she brings that up in probably the first five minutes, I think yep. those two stats and it, yeah, it really like, it was like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. And, and she also said that the, uh, the father's job, you know, traditionally was always like, go to work. Yep. Make the money. Provide for your family. Come back you know, a little bit of discipline. Yep. And then that was it. That was like, and, that was the dad's role. And that kind of brought me back to the red pill too. that patriarchal, you know, yeah. theological way of thinking about dads. And, and, and it, that's not wrong because I think there was a time okay, when yes, that was yeah, accurate. At, yeah. At the, in, there was a time where that's accurate. I don't, yeah. I really think that that, that tide is, it, it's gone. We've gone in the other direction yes. in that way. Um, and she does bring I, that up later on. Yeah, yeah. And I just, just, I know it's my small little world, but um, Instagram, you know, I built dad's worldwide Instagram and it has, I surrounded myself with other dads. Yep. Uh, it just, it was a natural occurrence. Um, and I'll tell you what, there's a bunch of interested, involved, present fathers that want nothing but the best for their children and to be there. Yeah. Um, now, I know that's a very small amount of people, you know, comparatively, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a very small amount. But uh, I, I mean, there's no one in my life that I know that is a deadbeat father. That doesn't, I know this doesn't mean anything, but I just feel like we're going in the other direction. Yeah. I, I feel like we're going in the other direction. So, and then, I mean, even some of, even some of the fathers that I have 
on Instagram uh, are not with the mom. They are just want to be there for their children. Yeah. Uh, so they're, co- they're doing their best to co-parent. So uh, yeah, I, I feel like that, 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 uh, that old stigma that, you know, the father's job was to just, you know, show up, do work, get paid, take care of the family monetarily. And then, you know, wait till your father gets home. Right. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like we're, I, I, I hope we're on the other side of that. It feels it's, like we are. It's so funny. Cause my father will tell me stories. Of course he was one of seven boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they used to drive my grandmother crazy. As you could imagine, seven boys in a little house and she yeah, you'll, have to tell, say, you'll have to tell the story they had a, a pet bear at one point y- yep yeah. well, that was a, so that, <laughs> yeah. well that was that was my mother's side of the family yeah oh was it really uh, yeah. oh i thought yeah. oh that's right yeah. i forgot was that whitey yeah and so you know my my father's mother my grandmother would always be like when your father gets home yeah you got you boys are gonna get it and right and so grandpa hunt would come back and you know he owned his own business he was you know, painter, and we've talked about that. And he would come home from work, and she would be like, "Do you know what your boys did?" And he would get all stern and 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 be like, "Get in the basement, right now!" And like, so the boys would funnel downstairs, but they all knew what was coming, and they would yeah. get to, they would go downstairs, and the the minute the cellar door shut, his whole demeanor had changed. He'd be like, "Come on, guys, what what's going on?" <laughs> Come on, you want to let's build something, and like like he would engage them in a project, and they would build something. <laughs> but the whole while, my grandmother just thought they were getting lectured down in the basement. Someone scream! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. That I mean, your grandfather was like that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah go ahead oh, um, so because men don't have it we talked about that it's not expensive uh, so how do the fathers form deep relations so now she gets into the study this is this was the, the, the bulk of the study that she did you know that all of that was the background and I, I thought I'm going to share a little bit because I think this is it was interesting that her very first bullet point was the minute the man becomes a father and the child is born, yeah, his testosterone in his body starts to drop. Yeah, <laughs> and I know that this happened to me for a fact because I had it tested. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes sense. They said the testosterone. When, when you left drop. the office, the doctor called you, ma'am. Yes, yes. Yeah. Were you there? Were you? <laughs> but this physiological change to the male body is for a reason because it says it helps you uh, become a little bit more sensitive and able to meet your child's needs. So you're getting rid of that rough and tumble. Uh, exterior or interior. If you yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she said that, you know, you get more dopamine and oxytocin with that, Correct. which, you know, which um, helps you, you know, with the bonding process. So, uh, and then she talked about the synchro, uh, the bio behavioral synchrony with your, if you, the father gets actually in sync 
with the pregnant partner yes yeah which blew my mind i was like no way really yeah so they get that that you know when when she was talking about that the 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 first thing that popped into my head was a clip from the office yeah how dwight was worried if all the girls were together their periods yeah their their cycles all the same (laughs) (laughs) but but dwight knew exactly when their cycle happened right he knew all the women in the office yeah (laughs) He's like, that's actually right. That's actually- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I, th- I really thought that was interesting. So you get low T, but you it's almost like it's compensated with, you know, the dopamine and oxytocin. So, yeah. So the increased dopamine helps with your interacting with the child. And the oxytocin release assists with creating a strong bond with your child. So those yep. are the those those are the two things that she outlined, and then she talked about uh, um, brain function, and she said that there are two. She said it's it was widely known that a woman's brain changes during pregnancy and after delivery to meet the needs of being a parent, but through the study that she did, uh, they found that the male brain also goes through similar changes and she outlined two two um, main areas in the in the brain one of them was the, the core and that's she said that's where uh, the male emotion uh, sits and she said uh, they've they saw increased function in the core uh, so again that goes right with the oxytocin release helping create that bond um, Okay, I just want to say that this was this talk was done in June in 2018. Yeah. Okay, which means uh, she just did this research really recently. Yeah, in the world of of, of so it blows my mind that no one ever like. I mean, not that the dad is super important, but you thought you would have thought someone at least at some point would have been like, "I'm just curious," right? Right. (laughs) Like you, you like. Do they have any feelings? (laughs) So, I mean, she she gave this talk in June of 2018. She mentioned several times it was a 10-year study. Yeah. So she's been at this for a long time. For a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, still, I mean, like, they've been researching, you know, moms and babies and single-parent homes. I mean, they've been doing all this. Like, like at at no point they were like, they're like, oh, yeah, there's... There was, was a dad involved. <laughs> we should was, talk to him. It was. It was. You know. Well, Where's he at? Know, he's at work. If, if we just look look at this basic math, it was 2008 before anyone decided to do a study on a dad. I know that's what <laughs> that I'm was, saying. That was active in the that's family. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Sorry. Go ahead. So we were talking about low T. Yeah. No, we were talking about no, we, uh, no, the, we brain, moved on, the brain. We moved on from the yeah, low T. Yeah. I just want to remind you. About it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very little. <laughs> uh, so increased brain function in the core where emotion sits. Uh, that's the nurture. And so I, and I think if maybe we're talking nature versus nurture. Yep. Nurture uh, comes from that. And then in the cor- cortex of your brain they start to see increased function in planning and problem solving yeah which i think are two huge 
dad traits. Yes. I say for the most part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that moms don't do those things. Are you not a planner? Not really. No. I'd love to say I am, but yeah. No. I like Oh, I have big plans. I don't think I I have I have big plans. (laughs) All right. So well there you go. There you go. I'm I'm gonna be rich someday. You're definitely a problem. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm a problem solver when it comes to work and stuff like that. And uh, if you know, uh, if we have to make a family decision, then you know, yeah. I mean, I but we talk it out. I don't feel like I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm like I'm not the only one making the decision here. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. I've always been kind of logical brain. Yeah. Uh, or at least I've tried to be. <laughs> I can't say I've always been. <laughs> yeah. But I've always tried to, you know, be logical when it comes to, you know, decision making. So um, I don't. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I bet. I mean, I you have to you have to make decisions like, you know, like when a baby comes around, like you have to make quick decisions. So, right. you know. I guess that's where all those videos come from when like dads are like reaching out and grabbing their kids when they're about to fall. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Instinct. Like, <laughs> it's like that instinct yeah. just kicks in. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and then she goes into the rough and tumble play. She, yep. uh, Cause that, that was, that was when she started talking about the, uh, the interactional bond, the delayed bond yeah. the and the rough bond. and tumble play. That's yeah. where that six month uh, mark came out. Yeah, where where it really starts to kick in with dads. Yeah. What uh, what what kind of rough and tumble play do you think you you did with the boys that used to drive Jamie crazy? <laughs> Everything. Did we're still doing? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're always wrestling. We're always you know beating each other. Uh, well, we're not beating each other up, but we're we're wrestling and yeah, you know tickling. And you know, I used to um when they were really really young, I used to um I used to steamroll them. Yeah. So you know they would be laying on the ground and I would just roll over them. Yeah. You know, obviously I wasn't rolling on top of them. Like I'd put my arms down, you know, right before I get on top of them, and yeah. so yeah. Um, but they how, thought that was hilarious. Uh, how was Izzy then, but, with rough play? I find myself being easier on her. Do you? Uh, even just you know, uh, in general, I feel I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just my brain telling me she's more fragile, even though she's probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel like I'm be I'm easier on her than I was on the boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Genevieve likes the you know being picked up and spun around or thrown up yeah. in the air. I mean, we don't do any rough play. As a matter of fact, she does not like uh, to see rough play. Like if Jess and I are, are roughing around, roughhousing in the kitchen or something, she tries to stop it. She does not like it. What one bit? Hey, we're interactionally bonding here. Yeah, she saw uh, she yeah, saw two hilarious. people on on TV fighting one day and started crying. Oh my god! Yeah, she does. She does not like it at all. Well, uh, Izzy's pretty used to seeing her brothers, right? You know, pound each other. So yeah, it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah, they they're wrestling all the time, and 
yeah, so she's just laughs and goes and yeah. slaps one of them <laughs> while they're in the yeah. middle of it, you know. Um, but yeah, she's I, she doesn't really care. Yeah. But Jenna, yeah, she likes being spun around yeah. and you know, she's the you know, airplane and all that yeah. stuff. So she does love that. Is uh is Izzy protective of your wife, Jamie? Mm, a little bit. There's a little yeah. jealousy going. Yeah, so we're yeah. we're seeing some of that. So like if even if I hold uh Jess's hand, yeah. Uh Jennifer will come <laughs> yeah, over and like, whip no. my hand off and tell me no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Maxwell was sitting on my on Jamie's lap at one point, and she's and Izzy did not like that at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. So we, so we don't do too much rough and tumble play. Right yeah, now. we just do the. Although yep. she loves the uh, trampoline. Yeah. Yes, and she so, does. <laughs> so Cameron taught her how to do a a, a butt slam. Yeah, <laughs> on the trampoline, but Genevieve doesn't. She can't comprehend that that's just a trampoline thing to do. <laughs> so uh, we got her. We went to pick her up at daycare one day, and they're like, "Uh, so she's doing this thing." Yeah. The, she's just yeah. like throwing her legs out and falling to the floor, and she did it in the tub one night. <laughs> so she's doing butt slams all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> How did your kid get a compressed spine? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dad teaches the life skills. Here is the world, and I'm going to teach you how to be successful. Yes. Not to say moms don't teach life skills. Yep. But I think that's another. I uh, the I job to dad to challenge to yeah. challenge the the kids. Yeah. yeah I mean. That's that's a again. I mean, if you're a single parent, you're doing everything. Yep. So you know whether you're the dad or your mom, you're doing everything. But yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with, uh, with that one completely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my wife is with them constantly. She's teaching them significantly more life skills than I will ever teach them. Yeah. You know, other than you know, like we made a birdhouse the other day. Did you teach you know, them? Did you teach them measure twice, cut once? Yeah, of course. Of course. You delayed. You didn't teach him that. No. <laughs> you forgot. I, I cut the wrong piece too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this this doesn't match. What's what's wrong with these directions? And then I measured it. I'm like, oh, I cut the wrong piece. <laughs> um but you know, I taught him how to make the you know, use the saw and and you know, not mm -hmm. to put his finger where <laughs> you know it yeah. can get lopped off and and that type of thing. So you know, there's certain, yeah, I think there's certain uh, life skills that I'm going to be able to help him that my wife really isn't going to be or has no interest properly, you know, right. using a drill, using a screwdriver, using a tape measure, yep. you know, that type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess in, in certain aspects, yeah, yeah, we're responsible for teaching them life skills. All right. She just made it sound like all of them. I'm like, no, not all of yeah. them. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did kind of get that from yeah. the talk too. Yeah. 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 Then she goes on to say that uh dads can change behaviors based on change and environment. And that's that was another time where I'm like, well, moms do that too. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times moms are are good at redirection. 
And I think I kind of that's kind of what I thought of when I when I when she said that. Dad is there to make sure child survives. <laughs> I feel like it's every parent, right? That's a, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that that was dad specific. Yeah, <laughs> but it was this next. It was this next point that she made that kind of, you know, hit home. And again, to your point, it's 2018, <laughs> and she said, "Dads aren't who we think they are." Not all dads are absent, and dads today are more involved than ever before. Yep. And yep. I, again, and she said it's a it has to become a societal and cultural change for people to realize that not every dad is an absent father. And it, and I guess I guess you can say like an absent father doesn't necessarily have to mean that your parents are divorced and your dad doesn't come around. You know, an absent father could be a dad that works 16, 20 hours a day, seven days a yep. week. Comes home, eats dinner, sits down, drinks beer, goes yep. to bed. Yeah. Says hi to you, pats you on the head. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I, I agree with her. I think involved more than ever. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And I, and, involved you know being involved and present you know teaching the kid how to throw the ball and teaching your kid how to uh uh someone said to me you know through this whole you know quarantine thing and covid thing although new hampshire wasn't quarantined but uh but uh she's like oh it's so nice to see the you know fathers out playing ball with their kids i'm like i was that i was doing that before <laughs> and right. like they should have been i was like what are you talking about they should have been doing that before everything yeah. like what the heck you know and she said you know she's like oh you're just too good and i'm like no i'm not good i'm just like i just being a father like just being, being what father. Yeah, i'm just doing my job i'm doing yeah. what i should be doing um so yeah, I had a I had a person in the grocery store, an old man, tell me I was a good dad the other day, because when we were at the meat counter, uh, she Genevieve was staring at him. So instead of saying "Don't stare," I was like, "Oh, say hi." Yeah, I said hi. <laughs> and I, I, to me, that was just you know, I'm I'm not going above and beyond. Yeah, just doing like that, what I should do. I'm just like this is just teaching her a basic interaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, it i think it's evident that you know there people are in or dads are involved more than ever so yeah. which is good uh, they should be they should do what they're doing <laughs> so what what were your thoughts on uh this uh paternity leave she was talking about so how much time did you take off or did were you allotted when the the kids were born yeah, so I took off for my boys. I took off a month each. Okay, and then for Izzy, I took off a week. Yeah, and uh, that's because you 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 were working for yourself at that point, right? You didn't have those. Yeah, I was working. You know, uh, so yeah. uh, I was in the public sector. I was in the border patrol agent for the boys, uh, and I had a uh, plenty of sick leave. You yeah. know, so you know that was not a problem uh, with Izzy. Yeah, I was in, you know, as a plumber, private sector, and yeah. So I had a little bit of time saved up, and that's about it. So, so I took nine weeks for Genevieve, but the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, I I was in in a job and in a position where I had was able to accrue a ton of time, 
and was allowed to use it because it was union based and no one could really say no. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't ever take that for granted because we've talked to so many different people on this podcast and, you know, even some people, you know, couldn't even say they were able to take the week, you know? Yeah. What did someone tell us? They took like three days yeah. and back to and work. They had to go back to work. It's like, Oh God. But, but what, Anna is saying is that businesses need to start adopting a paternity leave because it's crucial in the in the early stages of that yes. bond for for the child. Okay, but 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 that that's not paid for by the company. That's paid for by the government. And the countries yeah. that she were talking about was Canada, Finland, Finland. You know, like the, yeah. so these these are going to be country imposed. Uh, which I'm not saying it's a bad thing. However, uh, where does that money come from? Right. You know, um, so we can argue that case. But well, uh, I mean, the yeah, but... the the idea is, uh, I mean, yes, I think men should have just as much time at home as they they should have as much time at home as possible. But I I think the point she was trying to make though is in if we just look at where we're, we are right now, right now in the United States. If a woman goes to an employer and says, I'm taking four weeks of maternity time. Yes. There's no scrutiny. If a man goes to his employer and says, I'm taking four weeks of paternity time, even today, it's like, well, what is that? Yeah. But so it's like, but like that's uh, streamlining it. Uh, uh, yes, that's streamlining it, but it's also paid. Like, okay, so right. th- there's like it's there's different. There's so because she did mention a uh, um, she did mention an instance. Well, well, until they did this, it was only like I forget what it was percentage wise, but it was it's significantly less percentage until they streamlined it and it was paid. That was key, right? Because a guy is not mm-hmm. going to stay home. And not get paid. Not get paid, right? Because right, because he's taking care of the family, or right. you know, whatever. I mean, even if even if they were a two family income, you know, the woman's, you know, obviously at home <laughs> and right. taking care of the baby, so he's got to be uh, right. bringing in some money. So, 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 yes. I mean, again, if if I were offered nine weeks of, if I were, you know, when Izzy was born, offered nine weeks of leave paid, I would have taken it. Right. But she also of course said I would have taken it. I, I I forgot the the statistic number, but she said, I forgot it was a very high percentage of families that both parents were working to provide for the family. So she she said if if the men were able to get equal or similar amounts of time. That would allow the mothers to get back to work within. A, a yes, that would again. That would be fantastic. But who pays yeah. for this? If the government pays for it, okay. Well, then that's a go- another government program that is that well, that's, so, gets really expensive. And then two, okay. If it if the government doesn't pay for it and it's the employer, okay. So the employers lost you for nine weeks. Then so someone else has to do your job. So that either right. they have to hire a temp. Or they, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that goes for maternity leave too, right? I mean, the, the I, it, it's either way. So, um, as an employer, I would, I would, 
I would dread that. <laughs> so I would yeah. dread that. Not to mention, I wouldn't shame the person for wanting to take nine weeks. However, well, um, and, I, and nine weeks is excessive, and that I think that was based off of the role I was in and the time I was able to accrue. No, but even she said, I, didn't even she say nine weeks? Wasn't she say? Didn't she say nine weeks? Did she say that? I thought she did. Oh yeah, in Finland they were getting nine weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. And Quebec, she said Quebec. They yep. said the nine weeks. So, so yeah. So, I, uh, okay, I wasn't imagining. <laughs> I'm like, no. yeah. Um. No. So, yeah. I. I mean, again, I. That's that's awesome if they can do it. But I. I just that one that's expensive and two for especially for a company that if you play an important role. Uh, then that that could be it's not devastating to a company, but it could be pretty har- harmful to them if you're not there for nine weeks. Um, so I, I I don't know. Uh, it's important for you to be around your child. It yep. is, you know. But that's I don't know. That's a tough one. That is a tough one. So I I I don't. So how do these how do these private sector companies? Do you know how they approach? time like this i'm curious if we, if uh, in the have, u.s in yeah. the u.s it's it's it's, it's all employer um, it's it, accrued is it accrued time or is it employer paid? It's, so you get sick time or accrued time or uh if you take flsa it's unpaid right but you can take paternity leave but it's unpaid now there are some companies in the united states that will give you paid time off right and i think maybe like Apple or something like, you know, the tech companies, you know, the yeah. big, big money companies. Um, yeah. I had a friend's wife tell me that she thinks that women should get the mom should get two years off uh, and the father should get, you know, a decent amount of time off as well paid. And I was like, well, yeah, but companies like, can't afford that. I was like, who's supposed to pay for that? She's like the right. company. She got mad at me. She's like the company. I'm like, uh, I was like, uh, that's, I didn't say anything after that because she was obviously no, very that's emphatic about it. But not a little excessive. That's excessive. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like how? Who? What company can afford that? Right. <laughs> Especially if if you're an executive or something like that, you're yeah. just supposed to pay your salary and you not be at work. Like, so uh, I was, like, when I took mind. when I when I took this all that time off uh, with with my job, even though it was all time that I had accrued and saved up for that yeah i still had to apply for and be accepted into the fmla program to yeah. save my position that's ridiculous yeah so. yeah i mean when i when i took it for the boys it was there was i was like now nah, i'm taking a month and they were like really and i'm like yeah. yeah they tried to they tried to like are you serious like like you're like but i was just like yeah that's what i'm taking was that <laughs> like, the was that the the border patrol but then yeah. you you were union as well, so you you yeah. had union backing that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they, what are they going to say? Yeah, right. I had the sick leave, and they don't need me, so whatever. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I think the last more? thing, the yeah. last, yeah, I just I just had one more note that I th- I thought was interesting that I jotted down when I was listening to is uh, she said men are, after all of the research she did. Men are biologically charged to become parents. So I think that was always widely known with women. Uh, but to, yeah. to have her research show that there's a 
biological aspect to men and them, you know, being parents. And I think that goes back to that 5% we talked about, um, yeah. uh, you know, father interaction. Uh, so now I just, I thought this Ted talk was extremely interesting and uh, for such a short Ted talk, it definitely was packed with a ton of information. So and much of, information. Yeah. yeah. It really like was. Said, it's it's fourteen minutes long, thirteen minutes fifty four seconds, yeah. And uh, we will, you know, when we post this up, I think I think you can probably add the link. Yep, so the link will be on the website, it. so yeah. just come check it out. And uh, yeah, now it was a good TED talk, and it, I mean, so much information in just that little amount of time. So, yeah. and she brought up, I don't know, would you consider any of this to be controversial? Not really. I, I like I, I think the leave thing is uh, kind of. Uh, she's yeah. from England, so I think she's used to the, you know, the social medicine aspect and that type of thing. So I, I, I don't you know, I don't think she feels like that's unreasonable to ask uh, the government to pay for that type of thing. So um, so I think the U.S. side. So I would say if, yeah. if anything is controversial, I would say that that the leave, the leave. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, like and I don't even think it's that controversial. Um, it just but um, but I would say that's about the only thing that's really, I think, crazy. Like, you know, like, oh, but yeah. What about you? I mean, no, I no, I agree. I was kind of on the same same sense. That was the only, when I was listening to her talk about Finland and Quebec. That was the whole first, you know, thing I was thinking is that social socialism type government that those countries have. So, um, but you know, as always, we want everyone to watch us, and we would like to hear everybody else's feedback and what they thought about it. And absolutely. Um, Shoot us an email, Brendan at dadsww.com. Or Jim at dadsww.com. And if you absolutely can't stand, (laughs) you can't stand us, hate mail at dadsww.com. We're on all the socials. Hit us up um, there if you want to. If you really don't want an episode 102, hate mail at dadsww.com. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. I like like doing this. My wife, my wife will send a message. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, no, this is a good video. Check it out. Yep. And um, hey, if uh, if you see a subject you want us to tackle, let us know. Um, or if you have any suggestions for the show, uh, you know, hit us up on hate mail. It, it, you know, yeah. we joke about that, but it does hit Jim and I both. So and clearly, uh, we're both very articulate and prepared, and you know well-educated individuals so we could talk about any subject you throw at us (laughs) clearly clearly (laughs) i feel like that's a challenge yeah yep (laughs) we're getting like quantum mechanics on the next episode i have well i have that on my resume so yeah (laughs) quantum mechanic what does that mean i don't know i'm sorry it just says quantum leap watched, yeah, i love that whole show. series love that show <laughs> oh boy yep uh, <laughs> all right well uh thanks for listening later later dads worldwide loyal listeners possibly you, you.